1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another incident-packed weekend in Scottish football. Rangers stretch their lead at the top with a fashion Sakala-inspired hammering of Motherwell at Fir Park. Celtic missed their chance when Giacomakis missed his penalty in the 0-0 draw with Livingston. Hearts unbeaten run comes to an end and high-flying Dundee United are also beaten. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and a special guest. For you tonight He's a very important man Across the world He's in his 70s He's got white hair He wears a suit to his work And he has been known To be chauffeur driven Along the M8 He is of course President Hugh Keevans My fellow Glaswegians It was a bad day At the office For Ange Postacoglu He picked the wrong team He picked the wrong penalty taker He picked the wrong weekend To fall flat Because Rangers were back in fashion So to speak With Sakala Scoring three of the goals That hit Motherwell for six Now What impact will that have On morale As Celtic and Rangers Go into Thursday night's Must win Europa League ties for Celtic in Hungary and Rangers in Denmark. Yeah, another pulsating weekend of football. Gordon Dundee bounced back to humble the Saints in Paisley. St Johnston won the Tayside Derby over Dundee United. Celtic dropped two points to Livingston and Aberdeen's the first team to beat Hearts at home mm-hmm. up in Pataudry. And Rangers hit Motherwell for six and moved four points clear at the top of the SPFL. 0141951 That is the number to have your say. It is a Monday night, which means no shortage of talking points. Your team must have done something of note at the weekend, whether it was good, whether it was bad, somewhere in the middle, maybe the referees or something else entirely has caught your eye. Pick up the phone and share it with the guys. 0141951 Don't hang about either. Get your call in nice and early. And uh, let us know what's on your mind You can tweet us of course at Clyde SSB But we'd rather speak to you on that usual number Hugh Keevans, let's get things up and running With your result of the weekend, please I was a guest of the borough for 45 oh, years I knew this was coming I have to be allowed this one Elgin City 1 Clyde Bank 2 Clyde await in the third round of the Scottish Cup The Bankies are a club Rising from the ashes of their own past Trying to climb a pyramid Towards a better future Well done Gordon Moffat Yeah I'm not going to grudge him that one It doesn't have to be from the Premiership sure. It's nice to look elsewhere Your result of the weekend I'm going to go for Dundee On the back okay. of an absolute Tonking uh, uh, midweek Losing five So to bounce back uh, at a difficult place Well played mm, Okay Some good goals this weekend oh, And by perfect. the way If we're just to give a wee bit of credit as well I noticed the goal of the month competition That was on television last night What a standard across the month we've produced yeah. Anyway You can only pick from this weekend I'm going James Tavernier yes, Against yeah. the Motherwell I mean the ball from Calvin Bassey Doesn't suggest imminent danger But what a strike From the Rangers captain Okay, don't mind that, Alex. Reed. Yeah, I would have taken that. However, I never agree with Hugh, so I'm going to go for Ali Crawford. I love a midfielder breaking forward, uses the defender, just shapes it round him, gives the goalkeeper no chance in the winning goal in a derby. Well played. Okay, two wise choices. Who's getting the howler then this week? You go first, Alex. Ray. I'm going to go for uh, Obelai for his little flick. Uh, I thought it was totally naive, and on the back of his performance, for me, he was a man mm. of the match. I thought he was immense. 
But to go that way was uh, a howler Got away with it though It could have been worse obviously Which might lead us on to Hughes Howler I just feel like I can read you on this one And on the basis <laughs> that he got away with it He got away with it because of a lazy Feeble Costly penalty kick Taken by Georgios Giacomakis You sir Are my howler of the weekend There we go 01419511025 What did you make of the weekend's football? Pick up the phone And let us know As we said In the headlines Look at that league table And it was a very good weekend for Rangers Because not only did they win And very convincingly In case you hadn't noticed Celtic dropped points So did Hearts So did Dundee United So it means Stephen Gerrard's side Came out of the weekend Four points clear of Celtic at the top Hearts a bit further back and uh, level with Dundee United as well So let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He says the performance and the scoreline The 6-1 at Fir Park Has been coming for a while He says the players got their identity back It was really emphatic I thought we played with real quality Obviously we got off to a, uh, another setback early on um, But I thought we dealt with that And managed it really well We showed great character to get ourselves Back in a good place before half time And then I think we just went on, uh, and I think that's been coming. It's almost been in the post. We've been waiting for that performance for some time. Um, I thought it was back to our identity and how we wanted to look, for sure. I want to be as honest as I can, and at times we haven't been ourselves. There's always been something missing or an ingredient missing. But today's all about the players. The players have gone out and performed ever so well. There's a saying in life, inch perfect. I thought we were inch an inch away from being perfect today. I thought all round we were superb. Well, let's bring in Frank, who's a Rangers fan, and see what he Made of it 01419511025 Frank Happy I would imagine uh, Delighted uh, It's not before time We've been waiting for it But it, uh, they're finally beginning to deliver A better performance every week uh, uh, Stephen uh, Gerrard Stephen Gerrard Knows what he's doing And he knows how to get a response so, uh, Sunday proved that Yeah what did you make of it Alex? Uh, I thought they'd done well Gordon I actually thought they were in total control of the game Uh Again, obviously a really poor start um, There was a lack of leadership between the two There was a misunderstanding And then the resulting goal uh, And I think a lot of people miss uh, Balligan's part to play in that You know, he turns his back Loses the flight of the ball uh, And then obviously McGregor has to make pull off a save So from that perspective It's poor all round uh, They can't keep uh, losing goals No matter if it's at eight or nine uh, Times they've done that this year But the way they responded was terrific You know, the way they went about it I... I a lot of people come in for criticism with James Tavernier. Uh, I've always supported you. Look at his stats, uh, Gordon. You look at last weekend, a goal and an assist to get uh, after a goal mm-hmm. behind. Started off again. Hughes just gave him a goal of the week. That goal he scored yesterday was incredible. I think the introduction of Stephen Davis just shows what he brings to the table because I thought he just dictated the whole tempo of the game. Uh, and the one thing, and I keep saying this, and I've said it for, since Stephen Davis came back, the amount of killer balls that he does. The rest of the midfielders will look at this safe and labour and things. He's always looking to probe. Uh, so I thought he was excellent as well. And then obviously the introduction mm. of Sakala caused all sorts of problems. So I think it was a real rounded performance. We've been saying for a long time, uh, 45 minutes, you know, the rest. And then they've been hanging on and so forth. I thought it was really mm. more or less complete yesterday. Hugh, to get a result like that, a couple of things tend to happen at once. You have one team who are very good and very clinical. And another team that are... Not so good And that's that's possibly um, Putting it lightly So yeah. it, it was that perfect combination For Stephen Gerrard yesterday All manner of things Happened to Motherwell You know With the sending off Of Stephen O'Donnell With a quarter of the game To go uh, They then imploded uh, I thought that But for Liam Kelly In Motherwell's goal It might have been Even worse For Motherwell I mean I'm thinking back To one save in particular From Scott Wright Tremendous 
for Fashion Tokala, he really looked the business yesterday. On a day when um, Alfredo Morelos was hooked after 70 minutes while doing nothing much, really. Uh, so Fashion Tokala is probably entitled to say, what are Ray and Keevans talking about? Why did I not get in on that goal of the weekend? Very lively, and Steven Gerrard must be happy with the, the striking options that he has now. I just had a feeling when Celtic missed that penalty that Rangers, everyone associated with Rangers, would take a lift from that because all of the talk had been about Celtic going to the top of the league, albeit for less than 24 hours. When they failed to go top of the league, mm. Rangers just kicked on. Yeah, Frank, how significant was the overall turn of events this weekend I'm sure you and your fellow Rangers fans had heard everyone saying that there was a big chance for Celtic to go top on Saturday that didn't happen and then Rangers stretched their lead at the top that must please you well as far as I'm concerned a lot of Celtic supporters it was all talk and at the end of the day there was no action I don't think they're good enough to win the league this year I would say that because I'm a Rangers fan but I genuinely don't I think also that Joe Hart should have been sent off and there should have been a penalty to Livingston because he was deliberate, he was late with his challenge and if that was anywhere else in the park, the player would have been off. Just like the, the Livingston player was sent off for punching the guy. Yeah, I mean, anywhere else in the the park you're not going to get someone <laughs> running out with their fists. Yeah. Um, but you all agreed all in the studio yeah. penalty, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll probably get to the big talking points sure. from, from Celtic Livy later on I've absolutely no doubt about that um, What about the significance of, of this weekend Alex? Yeah it was important Gordon Yeah it was important uh, You know we, we were on the show uh, It was an opportunity It was the first time this season That Celtic really had that chance To put some pressure on to uh, Rangers Go back to top After a really slow start You would say that They've just started to get some momentum uh, and I, I, listen, I was I was in here before the game. I actually thought it was um, decent management because I still felt with Yakimatis they had enough in the locker and they could still call on mm. Kyogo to come on and get a result gone. However, it didn't pan out that way, and it's it's come back to haunt them. Uh, for, and what it did show to me over the course of the weekend, Celtic really need to have their top eleven on the mm. pitch to get them results. I'm gonna. And, and let me indulge myself for a minute here. This doesn't happen very often because I don't get much right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you um, a message I put on my group chat right earlier this week. You know what it's like, mixed group. Some lot, Are you in group chats as well, yeah. You know, some Rangers fans in there, some Motherwell fans in there, and the Rangers fans were giving it all the, the the doomsday scenarios. Oh, we're struggling. Think it'll be tough at Fir Park, and then the Motherwell fans are going back with their own doomsday scenarios. And I said it had a perfect feel. Of Rangers being flat So they would bring in Some squad player Who would score a hat-trick So if you want The, the lottery numbers yeah. off me Stay behind after the show And uh, I'll sort them out But but is, is, is it the new Cedric Eaton I think Eros Gresda Scored against Mullerwell as well um, Did you see that coming A Sakala hat-trick I didn't Gordon No I didn't But the one thing he does do Is he's very unorthodox um, You know he drives at the line He checks in He's always looking to get a shot off I quite like that I think Rangers need to do it I've said it for a long, long time The Rangers players need to shoot a lot more often Instead of trying to walk it into the net And it was Gordon, I'm not sure whether you've got the, the post-match interview For me it was really humbling and refreshing And he looks a breath of fresh air oh, on, on Saturday's programme I, I spoke about the, the vibrancy of the league You know, where Celtic had the opportunity to go top Where Hearts were unbeaten the only unbeaten team in the Premiership mm -hmm. and Dundee United were doing great things and could have gone on to the same number of points 
as Rangers had they beaten St Johnston and what happened? Celtic <laughs> blew it. Celtic blew it. Hearts blew it, and Dundee United blew it. Now they all have to prove again that they can come back and restore the vibrancy because it's been a big weekend for Rangers and a downer for teams two, three and four. Mm, yeah, thank you very much to Frank. Uh, let's bring in William, who's a Rangers fan. What did you make of fashion Sakala, William? Hi, hello, Gordon Shoot, and I like yeah. He was, uh, he was very good uh, I've got a couple of points One about the team actually And the referee decisions last week If that's okay Well let's, let's go Let's go for the game yesterday It seems like the obvious place to start What pleased you most? Yeah me and my two sons Were discussing the teams right And I said And I said to him right Stephen Gerrard said He needs to go away and think about it right uh, After the Well I wanted Arfield in Which he done I wanted Davis back in Which he done McGregor Which he done and I wanted a rebel further forward where he can cause me a damage, which he clearly done yesterday, you can see. And obviously, I was going to go with Hadji, but Sakala, he was a pleasant surprise. He was he was absolutely brilliant yesterday. I just thought, Stephen Davis, right, I don't care if they have to carry him off with a stretcher, Gordon, right? He needs to play in every game. I don't, he needs to be there every game and McGregor. That's my opinion on Alex, uh, listen, the thing is Listen, I would love to see Stephen Davis there For me, he's the most rounded midfielder uh, I actually thought he bossed the whole game yesterday mm. The way he went about his business A real purpose You know, the the, the goal he set up for Sakala he, he has that in his locker So I, lo- I love him in bits And I think he's been a terrific servant But you also have to be mindful You can't run him into the ground mm. I think he played a bit Do you remember we had him about 12 or 13 games in the bounce unit Hadn't even been the end of September mm. And then I thought that At that point I thought Stephen Gerrard was going to start, take him out But it just shows you the importance of him Because I think Rangers are a different team with him. I think that he can slow it down, he can speed it up, whereas some of the other players don't quite have that intensity. Yeah, I mean, John Lundstrom was getting a lot of praise recently, you know, in the, in the last couple of weeks. So there's clearly, um, you know, an option there. Yeah. Um, William, is this the, in, in your mind, the, do you believe this is the, the kickstart for Fashion Sakala? Does he be, come in and, and become a regular now, or still a bit more of a, a slow process and, and use him here and there? Absolutely brilliant yesterday, Gordon Ray. But the problem for him is he's play, he's coming out to left, isn't he? Brian Kemp's due to come back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a difficult one for Gerard. I think he would always go with Kemp because he's what he's an eight point eight million pound man. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's a car like he can only do himself mm-hmm. good if he's if he's banging in the goals, you know. Yeah, I suppose I like that 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 crazy comparison about Rangers having this fringe striker who just loves scoring against Motherwell, like, like Cedric yeah. Eaton. Although it's a bit of a loose comparison, the, the, the lessons there, you know, yeah. coming in and doing that is great, obviously. And the Rangers fans were loving his impact yesterday, but it, it'll obviously take maybe a bit more for him to get that constant, sustained run in the team, yeah? Yeah, well, I think that he's done his sell the world of good, Gordon, because the one thing that Rangers were lacking in recent weeks was pace. Mm-hmm. So he brings that in abundance from, from that left hand side. Now, I've heard people say, I'd love to see him through the middle. I don't quite see him as that link up and being able to take because of his physicality. So. For me, he would have to come off one of the sides. But if Ryan Kent comes back and you've got Sakala, you've got a real pace if you wanted to use him either side. You've got Scott Wright as well, which gives you that added bonus as well. So I just think the quicker they get uh, Kent back up to speed, Sakala's really kind of starting to impress people in the training ground. That was the reason why he he started yesterday. Yeah, I mean, the manager says he's benefiting now from feeling more settled because that's something that's very easy for us to just overlook. We just think guys should be able to turn up in a new country and... 
And hit the ground running He also The manager does acknowledge They need to stop conceding first And giving teams a head start Although it didn't really Hold them back too much yesterday I think it's happened On too many occasions now Where we've given ourselves um, A bigger challenge Where we've gave an opposition team A head start if you like And that complicates things But sometimes you chase that In a different way And you start trying things That are not really you And people go out of character If you like Um, But what we did today Is we just stayed calm We kept doing what we're doing We stuck to the game plan and the players have gone out and carried it out ever so well. And Fashion's been waiting to do that. He's showed glimpses, he's showed flashes. We've been waiting for him to settle and get ready. He's been away from his family for some time, but we've seen a difference in him in the last week, 10 days, where he's looking extra sharp, extra hungry, and um, he's gone and delivered for his team today. And it just felt different in the last week, 10 days. I think he showed that with his cameo against Aberdeen, where he's come on and helped us get back in the game. But today, at times, he was unplayable. He's got that unpredictability about him, and that sheer burn and pace he's going to cause teams and, and individuals a lot of problems. I mean Alex Clearly starting the game Like that's not ideal But I'm not sure You can labour the point When you go on And score six That's that's more more than a recovery um, it, it does it, it clearly helps though That if you're going to do that At one end At, at least you've got The other end sorted out Which is yeah. maybe Maybe it's that balance That's not quite Been there for Rangers Absolutely. Again feels strange Saying that Because they're top of the league um, But you know Maybe after when did Rangers equaliser going 40 odd minutes round yeah, about there? The, the Rangers fans, although they were playing quite well, were possibly thinking, this is another one of these days. Of course, yeah. We don't look like we're going to take our chances. We've given one up and they've taken it. The difference clearly this week is <laughs> clinical doesn't even cover it in that second half. Yeah, Gordon, you're absolutely right. And uh, I just think the way they went about their game, there, there seemed a real purpose about Rangers yesterday. There been times have been huffed and puffed uh, throughout the course of games and uh, I just felt as if they were bang at it. Uh, I always got the, the, there was a hunger within them as well, uh, and I, I think that was reflective of the day before because when your rivals drop points, it's important that you capitalise on it. Uh, but you're right, you're absolutely right to highlight the defensive issue because we highlighted how good they were last year, and we don't want to keep harping back to last year, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Like I've just done, but for me, it's they have to be more. Ruthless at the back They have to be more Kind of mm. Leaders Taking uh, Responsibility Because you can't allow For that to happen Scoring at key times Hughes obviously Is important as well Like mm. I said You get to 43 minutes And, and, and Mother will still lead By 45 Rangers are 2-1 in front yeah. So the, the game is, is Completely flipped Then after that Rangers score again At an important time To to almost take that that anxiety away If there has been anything in the last few weeks It goes when it goes to 3-1 oh. At 2-1 you think, well, maybe At 3-1 it's gone and then from then on It's it's an absolute doing If Sakala can maintain this form What a lift for Steven Gerrard Because uh, he looked as sharp as can be You've got Kemar Roof uh, Scott Wright when he came on was a goal threat uh, the only concern would be Morelos because it's now six goals in 18 mm. games and Stephen Gerrard said uh, that five in 15 uh, was not good enough. Yeah, but there are no concerns when you win 6-1 though and he plays a part in a lot of the link-up stuff that gets you there. Yeah, but as I say, the the, the overall picture is of a team with goal power uh, all over the park. If Tavernier's hitting them in like that as he has mm. been doing for these Entire career at Rangers uh, They have a goal power That Celtic don't possess Celtic fans A missed opportunity At the weekend Where did it go wrong? What happened? What did you make of it? Pick up the phone and let us know We'll hear from you And Ange Postacoglu next 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. It is busy, busy out there across Glasgow in the West, as you just heard from. Uh, Stephen, so if you're stuck in traffic You can listen to us, pick up the phone And uh, let us know what's on your mind From over the weekend 01419511025 Let's bring in Kevin from Greenock Who is a Celtic fan How would you describe your mood After Celtic's game at the weekend, Kevin? Um, absolutely sickening uh, I know it's a strong word But to think that we could have went Top of the league and got a lot of Confidence back um, Sickening uh, the choice, the choice of the team. I'm not going to say against Big Ange because he's 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 done okay for his butt. Uh, big Giotamakis. Um, no, no for me, no for me. If I actually let a man go because of personal reasons, uh, personal for me, no, no, no. If you're a professional in a certain aspect, uh, football or golf or whatever, your personal life should really not have to do with, do with that. I mean, that be man. Lee Griffiths up by he would have without shadow of doubt put, took us to the top of the league and everybody in my bus for the Spates and Celtic Supporters Club agree with that just Hugh, to see Hugh, what we're, we're very close to just constantly going over all ground here for yeah. what it's worth Lee Griffiths misses penalties as well of course uh, my assertion is that Ange Postecoglou picked the wrong team he tinkered too much with the side that had played at Easter Road in 1-3-1 the previous Wednesday. Uh, Mikey Johnson had been on fire, didn't start him. Uh, Kyogo is the number one man for goals, didn't start him. Uh, Giacomakis, uh, for me, he simply doesn't have the things that Kyogo has to offer the team. Uh, by all means... Be careful with Kyogo because he's had a full Japanese season and now he's come in here to the start of the Scottish season. But you start with him and see what damage he can do and keep Giacomakis in reserve. I also understand that uh, Giacomakis was the designated penalty taker. However, I don't think that any decision taken at 5-3 to three has to be set in stone. And the way things were going... Someone should have suggested that Juranovic come up and take the penalty kick. What do you mean by that, though? Because Yakimakis wasn't having a great game, but none of the Celtic players were really. You keep saying this as if he missed 10 sitters up until that point. He's the designated penalty taker. Why on Saturday would you change that? Because Juranovic had taken two penalties and taken them very confidently. uh but, But I'll repeat it. He was the designated penalty taker. He goes out onto the pitch with the manager saying to him, see if we get a penalty. You take it How after that How would that transpire That he then doesn't take it Well because I just think That Juranovic Would would have been A, a better choice It's Ange Postecoglou's choice He's picked the wrong team And the wrong penalty taker I mean Alex He's obviously picked The wrong penalty taker Because he missed you Of know, course but, yeah He's not setting out To do that Gordon Listen players miss, miss penalties I just thought The execution was really poor It was tepid It didn't look like a guy It was confident Stepping up there to do that Whereas we'd obviously seen Juranovic But when the When the manager designates that At the beginning Mm. Everybody in the team knows That's the reason why No one's went up And tried to take the ball off him Because they think He's going to go up And and, and bury it Uh, And as I said uh, I think uh, Yakimatis has taken Three penalties prior To getting to Celtic Where he's obviously scored two Let's hear hear it From the horse's mouth So to speak The manager says It was his choice and he's sure the Greek striker will bounce back from the miss. Oh, I'd be disappointed, but you know that's that's the role of a striker. You know, I mean, 
Chargers get the line line when they score goals, and if they don't, they got to dust themselves off and, and come up again. I'm sure he will. That's you know, I'm sure he understands that. Um, so uh, yeah, he'll be fine. He always going to have the penalty or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was my decision. Um, you know, he was the designated penalty taker, obviously. The other day he wasn't on the field when Juranovic took it, but that was my decision to put him as a penalty taker. I looked at uh, Giacomakis coming off the pitch at the end. He looked like a man who had seen a bad accident. Not only did he miss the penalty, he then missed an even yeah. bigger sitter after that. So... Ange Postacoglu immediately post-match said he'll get his confidence back in Hungary. So I assume that Giacomakis is going to play from the start against Ferenc Varos, which uh, Celtic need to win on Thursday. Uh, but for me, he looked like a man whose confidence had been shattered by the, the finish to the mm. match. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't feeling great about himself, Alex. Overall, it was one of the ultimate go-to-Glasgow Get your back to the wall And frustrate yeah. the opposition that, that arguably we've ever seen Celtic had 85% of the ball I've not found a definitive on this I can't remember it being that high before But they barely created that much And you have yeah. to give credit to Livingston for that They were so well drilled weren't they? Yeah I thought the the back five were excellent You know you did three centre halves As I said Obelai for me was colossal at the back Fitzwater Parks And then you do your two wing backs Devlin uh, coped with uh, Jota very mm-hmm. well Uh and then it was uh, Kelly on the left-hand side who went off later on the game. But And then you have the, the discipline, Gordon, of the three midfielders because it's some shift when you're in there because the way Celtic shift it about, they probe in, uh, in the pockets and then you have to engage with the midfielders because McGregor and Tumble love to get shots off. And I just thought overall, I thought they were so, so disciplined. And, and that's the reason why I gave uh, Obelai the, the, the howler because to, to hand present Celtic an opportunity to, to just take that away if you haven't put in such a good shift. And I think David Martindale will be absolutely relieved that they didn't score mm-hmm. from that because I thought the players were excellent throughout. And and I think, well, you know, I think potentially they, they should have had a penalty as well. I don't think uh, Joe Hart gets yeah, anything on it. The argument about how Livingston set up is made redundant by the fact that Celtic had a penalty mm-hmm. and then a sh- major chance to score mm-hmm. after the penalty and took neither. That's their fault. I think I exonerate Livingston, David Martindale... Marvin Bartley The players Everyone They came to protect Livingston's best interests And they did that mm-hmm. Until The last moments of the game When they almost Shot themselves in the foot The fact that Celtic Didn't Shoot them in the foot Is Celtic's fault well, so, Just thought, quickly any, So we can get more calls Any complaints about The award of the penalty? None at not all Not at all no. No. no no, Not at all But going back to One of Kevin's points We're not labour on it we can't keep going back to Lee Griffiths, you know, as if he's, he's yeah. a saviour and all that. The last three years have been pretty poor by anyone's standards, never mind the Celtic strikers. So no complaints about the penalty. You think nope. the referee got that right? Correct. Should Livy have had one with Joe Hart when he came out yeah. and caught yeah. Obelai in the face? Yeah, yeah he's very lucky. Yeah. Got away yeah, with one, I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he gets uh, anything on the ball, Gordon. You see the way the ball mm. goes behind for uh, uh, the, the goal. He's flicked it on Obelai. Mm. He's not got anything on it. Okay, 01419511025 If you want to elaborate on anything Pick up the phone Thank you uh, to Kevin Let's bring in Connor Who's on the line Hi Connor. Hi guys, how are you doing? Not bad um, at all, how are you? Hi, not bad yeah. First of all, I want to say Hugh You're an absolute legend man I'm a huge fan of yours on this show Thank uh, you Connor. Before I start my points Thank you uh, I've got two points tonight anyway uh, My first point is Everybody needs to calm down about this 6-1 Rangers win I mean, aye, it's, it's all good for the Rangers fans and everything, but Celtic won 6-0 twice at the start of this season and then they went on a downward slope. 
you know what I mean? Just because of one six one, I've seen people on social media saying, "Oh, that's Rangers are on on track now to run away with the league again," or uh, that that's all Rangers back, etc. Everybody just needs to calm down. Do you know what I mean? As one win, they did dominate the game, but they were playing against ten men for the last fifteen minutes of the game. To be fair, for the last quarter, whatever it was. Um, so everybody just needs to sit down and calm down. Do you know what I mean? It's one win, and it's one. Do you know what I mean? There are only four points ahead of Celtic. Four points. I'm telling you, they come to Celtic Park, we're going to absolutely smash them. I guarantee it. You would have thought Celtic would have smashed Livy at Celtic Park on Saturday, wouldn't you? That's maybe where some of the, the concern comes from. No, I get that, but Livy is a really hard team to break. The Rangers are not going to come to Celtic Park and sit with 11, 10 men behind the ball. Rangers are not going to do that. They're going to open up and Celtic are going to, they're going to thrash them. 100%, I, I, can, I guarantee it. I, and, no, and they guarantee it, it says. No, listen, Connor's absolutely right. Rangers won't uh, sit back, Gordon. I think, was it seven, seven games that Rangers have uh, not been beaten by Celtic? Why would they possibly sit back? In the short term, Rangers are quite right that the, the Rangers supporters, players, manager, quite right to celebrate a 6 1 win away from home because Celtic would have celebrated on Saturday night going top of the league had they beaten Livingston, uh, even though the, the lead might not have lasted any more than 24 hours. You, you have to celebrate in football when you're. When you're good moments come along because your bad moments will find you sooner or later. So Celtic. Would have celebrated on Saturday night But did not get the opportunity So Rangers are quite right to Crow about a six goal win Away from home mm. And then we move on And we see what happens to Celtic at Dens Park On Sunday And Rangers at home to Ross County uh, Not yet But I take the point I mean Connor, You're quite right We've only played 12 games And you say Rangers are only four points ahead But the, the frustration amongst your fellow Celtic fans Surely comes from the fact that they didn't think it would be four points at this stage. They thought Celtic would be top of the table on Saturday and it didn't quite happen. There must be a bit of frustration in there, surely. Well, it's quite uh, it's naive to think that we're, we're going to turn, like, turn around and be the Celtic that we were under Brendan Rodgers. We've got a new manager. We're still building this team. For any Celtic fans to think, well, at this point of the season, we're going to be maybe, I don't know, six, ten points clear of Rangers. It's just not going to happen. No, I didn't say that, though, but it's not hugely naive to think you can beat Livy at home. Yeah, to, to be fair to Connor here, I, I do sometimes wonder if there's a bit of that, and Paul has pointed this out on on Twitter as well. Um, you know, if Jackie Marcus is, it's because he's the new signing, and Celtic spend money on them, and then you you almost start looking for things. But you talk about the sitter at the end. Is is that not every bit as much James Forrest's sitter as it is Jackie Marcus's sure, sitter? Of course, but you, not really hearing that as much. Um, they take equal blame for the ball not landing up in the net. Uh, as I say We have to take Games in isolation 
And this was a chance for Celtic to go top of the league And they have blown it spectacularly And whether it's Giacomacus for missing the penalty James Forrest for taking a swipe mm. at the ball and missing it And then Giacomacus again failing to convert it into the net uh, On that particular occasion between 3 o'clock and 10 to 5 on Saturday night Celtic had a job to do and failed to do it Okay, 01419511025 Thank you to Connor for joining us tonight Let's get some more travel with Stephen I know it's fairly chaotic out there There's fairly important events happening in and around Glasgow In case you hadn't noticed uh, So Stephen will update you and we'll take more calls next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's bring in Graham who's a Rangers fan from Penny Lee and see how he's feeling after the weekend Graham, what did you make of it yesterday? Uh, a good performance in the end up but uh, it's just to bring the point with Connor Goldson and his contract situation Right Now, see as the ball comes over before the corner James Tavernier is facing the goalkeeper and all he has to do is touch it back but Conor Golson decides to intervene and both it out for a corner which they then score for. Yeah. And, and, it's not a, and it's not the first time he's done it this season. Sure. I mean, just I'm, I'm really interested in the psychology of the fans at 4 and Graham. Does that annoy you more than the six goals and the three points which stretches Rangers lead at the top pleases you? Well, just the way we've been defending recently, it's stupid goals that we could cut out easily. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I mean, can't argue with that in can, isolation. Can you um, tell me, Graham, what is the correlation between what happened defensively and his contract? What's one got to do with the other? Well, I'm just about to go on to that. He's, this contract situation has been going on for how long now? Maybe six months? Uh-huh. Well, see if he's not willing to sign it. And he's been offered what I've been told is very good deal get rid of him in January we've got a perfectly good centre half who's out in lawn Katic bring him back no but I have no, to no, no, I, I have to press no, you I have to no press you on this one I have to press you on this one uh, well you're accusing him of holding the club to ransom that that is not what's happening are you telling me that he is doing things deliberately to get a better contract well, no, no I think obviously the, the, the assertion whether it's right or not is that if your contract's up in the air you're not fully focused you're not fully concentrated and so on but um, I think it's very unfair on a player like Goldson yeah. who's been absolutely outstanding for Rangers uh, to suggest that his play is somehow affected by the contract we hear a lot Alex says when his yeah. contract was up in the air it distracted him as a player Alex well, has said that before I mean, but anyway I'm just more confused as to why why tonight, Graham? Because I get it, it's valid And yes, if you want to talk about the first 10 minutes of the game or whatever it was But um, I thought you'd be feeling a bit happier After the, the way the game finished Rather than the way it started No, no, but what I'm saying is I've actually tried to come on a couple of times right. before To speak about this And I've not been able sure. to go on But you, you're putting words into my mouth there That's anything What I'm saying is Connor Goldson is just If he's not willing to sign the contract That's been offered in front of him Get that him, Alex. Oh, listen. Uh, I think uh, everyone at Rangers would want Conor Golson to re-sign Gordon, extend his contract. The club have obviously been in discussions for several months now. When you look at what the manager thinks of him, more importantly, because I think that gives you a good indication. 
Steven Gerrard's already come on record as saying as he would like him to sign. I think it's 51 out of 52 games he's played in Europe, you know, the big games. He has, for me last year, he was one of the key players. He was one of the player of the years. I think he picked up one of the, the trophies for that. And for me, he's one of the best, if not the best, mm. at Rangers centre-half. Now, I understand uh, Graham's point about if he doesn't want to sign, maybe cash in in January. But there's a bigger picture here. I think if Steven Gerrard thinks he can get him to sign a contract somewhere down the line, they will wait because there's a bigger thing because of the European yeah. uh, monies at the end of the season. Was there anything that pleased you yesterday, Graham? Yeah, six goals. Played well. And then play, second half blew them away. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the sending half had a lot to do with it. But uh, I thought Sakala, he's, he's just been waiting to do that. He's been... I think he should maybe get maybe half a dozen running the team, see what he does. Uh, hopefully he'll score a barrel load of goals and, and hopefully Morelos starts scoring back again regularly. Yeah, I mean, I think your manager said as much that he's been he's been waiting uh, to do it. Let's hear what Graham Alexander um, made of it. He, he says the game plan was going well for 42 minutes yeah. against Rangers. Um, the two goals before half-time, Stephen Donald, red card among the big... Moments that killed the game for them. The result is obviously a, a real difficult one to take. You know, you, you don't want to concede six goals against anybody. You know, that's really difficult. But I thought for 42 minutes our performance was excellent, and the game went according to uh, our plan. Um, the two goals just before half time have, have turned that on its head a little bit. Um, and then obviously the I think the big moments are the two goals just before our time in a three minute spell and then the red card and, and the game's you know taken away from us what happened after the red card you just sit in your box and get everybody behind the ball or you try and salvage something from it we try to go with the, that option try and salvage something from it but it, obviously we didn't have on the pitch uh, enough to do that and, um, and they punished us um, when they could that's an understatement <laughs> yeah absolutely Listen uh, Getting back to the red card as well I don't think anyone can have any complaints Gordon you know when you pull someone back And then you lunge uh, A last ditch uh, I thought it was pretty naive I thought he just stood on his feet Because uh, he's he's obviously It was difficult enough Being 3-1 down And then obviously going down With what, a third of the game still to go So it was always going to be difficult After that for uh, uh, The motherwell players and, and, and as he said He just tried to consolidate Gordon But you know there was gaps The amount of balls he allowed to get in, Into mm. the motherwell box and with the height advantage they had, you know, when you're getting out jumped by Sakala and so forth, I think they've had better days uh, in the defence. Always a question of how you can back from these things. Dundee lost six at Celtic mm-hmm. Park, and, you know, they were an up and down time, but they're hanging in there. They were a great result at the weekend. St Mirren lost uh, six at Celtic Park, uh, and they come back with a, a decent run of results. So it's up to Motherwell to prove that losing six mm-hmm. at home isn't going to put them into a tailspin for a while yeah, there's something about being at home Alex where you, you should be able to be more compact than that I mean we're praising Livingston for going yeah. to Celtic Park and, and being compact you know, Motherwell are at home and although they had the man sent off I think is it is it 2-1 with about 27 minutes to go can you can you find a way to be compact enough to not concede four more times I mean it, we always have the great debates on this show like that Livy you know yeah. ah, people parking the bus and it's rubbish to watch and so on um, Motherwell essentially kind of did park the bus yet still lost six goals. That's that's not a great combination. You know, yeah. They had a little bit more of a goal in the first half when they go one up uh, and then Tony Watt kind of has a chance, doesn't he, with the, the cross of face. Um, but after that, you're actually trying to be compact and, and you lose six goals. Yeah, well, I think uh, they, 
They went 3-1 down Just after the hour And then Stephen Gets sent yeah, off Yeah 63 or something yes, yeah. And then Stephen O'Donnell Gets sent off Gordon So you're, you're, at that point You're just camped in And you're trying to be compact I think over the course Of the game Was it 13 shots Or something Rangers had And they managed to get 6 goals So a lot more clinical Than they have been Gordon Because we've seen Like Late teens, early 20s Where Rangers have been peppering mm. uh, But no really having that cutting edge And they had it in abundance yesterday uh, Let's thank Graham for his time And bring in Ronnie And see what's on his mind Take it away Ronnie Hello Pan, I'd like to speak to Hugh please He's listening Hugh, how you doing buddy? See Thursday night when Rangers go to Denmark Do you think fashion Sakala should get a start? Is that 11? Good question yeah, I'm a great believer in momentum, Ronnie. I, I think if you've scored a hat trick uh, on the Sunday, uh, you're entitled to think that you'll get a start uh, against Bromby. Uh, and I also think that he, he looked as sharp as could be, Fashion Zakala, uh, at Fir Park. That is not to say that he will be as sharp as can be in Denmark, but I think he should be given the chance to prove that he can be. So. I would start with him Yeah I mean Alex will, I'm sure we'll get stuck Right into that As the week progresses yeah. But he's certainly Given him Given himself A, a good yeah. chance I'd be very surprised Gordon if he doesn't start Because if, if, As a footballer When you're scoring uh, Your first hat trick uh, In Scottish football You are buzzing You are Feeling on top of the world So for me I think you just Fire him in there You allow him to go And try and take the game To uh, the Danes And I would expect him to play A 100% Yeah he came on last 20 minutes I think didn't he In the, the home game against Bronby um, Did it feel like a big weekend Ronnie Or Do you think plenty more twists and turns To come You know Celtic had the chance to go top Couldn't take it Rangers won On a weekend that Hearts didn't And Dundee United didn't Does that feel like a big weekend to you Or do you not look too far ahead Well the Livingston Celtic game Was a couldn't buster for a lot of thought Well it's not me should have won with three or four goals before the game, but um, the Rangers got four points clear. That's momentum. Now, we're going to get into this game on Tuesday and Thursday. I think Rangers can win this game and proceed to the next round of the Europa Cup because I think they'll be that slap of a flag at home. But getting back to the league, uh, the likes of your Aberdeens and teams like are starting to get a wee bit of momentum as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll not be easy for any of the two. Many of the two of them are really set the head on fire for me, but It's going to be interesting for sure, Ronnie. Thank you. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk/slash football. Do you want to play a game with player 001 from Squid Games? Best impersonator. Now is your chance. 01419511025. We dressed him up at the weekend. He's ready for Beat the Pundit, as is Alex Ray. And if you want to take them on tonight, you need to call before 7 o'clock. Be quick. 01419511025. And your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard means there is no shortage of talking points from a busy weekend across Scottish football so whether you want to discuss Rangers going four points clear in a fashion Sakala inspired hammering of Motherwell maybe it's Celtic's failure to go top on Saturday night after a missed penalty from Jack and Macus. maybe it's Hearts' sunbeaten run coming to an end maybe it's Dundee picking up a good victory whatever it is 01419511025 pick up that phone and let us know Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football.
But before all of that It is beat the pundit time A real A real poor run of form For these two this season I must yes. admit Oh yes. really Horrible to watch actually And uh, Greg In Socky Might be able to take advantage of it tonight How's it going Greg? I'm doing fine Gordon How are you? Hope yeah. you and Alec and, and you are doing well Thank you very Thank much you. With your Rangers hat on I'd imagine you were delighted at yesterday Yep Not before time um, Gordon yeah, it was great, wasn't it? I must say um, Took myself down to the game queue It's been a while since I went to the game Thought about leaving after 60 minutes I can't, can't do it can't, Put no, myself through it till the end Taking the baby out in the pram oh, That's what you should have done I know Actually, she was dressed up for Halloween She's busy plan She's got a better social life than me Anyway, heads it is Hugh Tails It is Alex Ray And it is Tails It's Alex up against oh, no! Greg <laughs> So let's see what we can do We'll give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to Greg Here's the deal It's very straightforward I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock Just answer as many questions right as you can And the secret Greg Is if you don't know Pass quickly And we'll move on Okay Perfect Let's go for it Let's go 30 seconds Your time starts now Roy Keane Signed for Celtic In December of which year? 2004 Who scored a hat-trick For Rangers yesterday? Fashion Sakala Who featured in a Scottish Cup final More recently Than Fermanagh or Ross County? Ross County which SPFL side does Greg Kilty play for? St Martin. Who was the permanent Dundee manager before James McPake? Barry Smith. Name any Swede currently signed for a Scottish top flight team. Carl Starfield. Okay, okay, okay. Let's bring Alex back. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. Right, 30 seconds on the clock. Same set of questions to you. And your time starts now. Roy Keane signed for Celtic in December of which year? 2000. Six. Who scored a hat-trick for Rangers yesterday? Sakala Who featured in a Scottish Cup final more recently? Ross County or Dunfermline? Ross County Which SPFL side does Greg Kilty play for? Kamarnock uh, Who was the permanent Dundee manager before James McPake? Uh, Jim McIntyre Name any Swede currently signed for a Scottish top flight team Starfield Which Scottish top flight side has conceded the fewest league goals this season quickly? Celtic Okay, okay, Greg. How do you think that went? It's tight. I it might be. There might be one in, or yeah. it might be a tight break. Yeah, you got. You got one more question in than you. Let's find out. Roy Keane signed for Celtic in December of which year? Greg went 04 Alex went 06 So you know what the answer is. 06 05 Right in the middle. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, none of you got it. Easy one to get you up and running. A morale booster. I like these questions. Producer Callum, he does that. A wee difficult one to start sometimes. Yes. Then go on, lads. Help yourselves to that. Fashion Sakala one all. Uh, Ross County Only two years in it I think Was it two or three years um, But Ross County uh, Most recently In the cup final Out of them Dunfermline So it's two all Greg Kelty Plays for St Mirren Now And Greg got that Which I was very Very wow, impressed with That's magnificent Greg goes in front But Alex Ray Hits back straight Did away that? A former Dundee manager himself Barry Smith Wasn't the worst shout I've heard Greg But the answer was Jim McIntyre So it's three all I'll be honest Didn't fancy either didn't the jury didn't been. I actually spoke about it Somebody the other day yeah, I think, think it was the Dazzler it. And uh, Willow We were talking about it Name any Swede Currently signed for a Scottish Top flight team You had the choice of Carl Starfelt Philippe Lander And Melker Holberg of Hibs You both got it Which means we're level And Alex got one more question in Which Scottish Top flight side Has conceded the fewest league goals This season On seven It is Celtic oh, Greg That Greg, final question game, Has done you Unlucky though Great effort well played, Alex. Yeah, do you know I needed that one, Greg. I'm really sorry to beat a fellow Rangers fan, but I needed, Greg, a, I needed thought, a one. Greg, do you know what? Head held high. I thought you did all right there. I do well, yes. 
I've done better than last time. I got three against Dale last time. Oh, you should have beat that. You should have hung up. You must have beat him with that. You should have hung up the phone and never admitted that again. Greg, thank you. Uh, Greg and Socky, oh one four one nine five one. 1025 Alex is punching the air oh. in delight Hugh Evans is punching the air Because he didn't have to play Everyone <laughs> is happy I'm still punching the air for the Bankies Oh absolutely We're looking forward to that How good will that be? Yeah against Clyde uh, As I say uh, I've lived in the, uh, this town for a long long time I don't live in it anymore But for a long long time And I've watched the club Come to the town And i watched the club As a fully professional club Die and now I've watched people work very, very hard to keep the name alive, to get Clyde Bank on the pyramid system. Uh, and I know how hard they work. And, uh, you know, I, I know a couple of them personally. And uh, it's just terrific. That, that was the best moment for the Bankies fans in the last 20 years. Uh, Alex, yeah. a bit of news today. Um, Rangers have announced that a memorial service is to take place for... Walter Smith In Glasgow Cathedral Friday the 19th of November It's going to be an invite only um, And it will be streamed I think On Rangers TV A private funeral To take place on Wednesday November 3rd um, The cortege is going to pass Ibrooks at quarter past three um, and, you know, Kind of Helen Street side Heading sure. towards Paisley Road West And, and back on the motorway So um, I, I guess A couple of different opportunities For, for people to to pay, pay the respects, respects. Obviously the, the private nature Of the funeral Suggesting kind of Family Or, or close um, yeah. Only in, in that regard But um, Yeah It's clearly been a bit of a It's been a sad time And, and maybe in, in A bit longer A bit in due course we'll, we'll find out If Rangers have any Of these grand plans That so many fans want to see Whether it's Statues or Stand Stands or being yeah. renamed Or whatever it may be Yeah I think that That would be very Fitting Gordon Because when you look at His trophy hall For Rangers uh, It's incredible And uh, it's, it's still Relatively raw With everyone Gordon when, when the news broke I was at, I was at a meeting in uh, the main stand and uh, as I was coming out there was a, a, a well, I went in at the back of five and um, I thought oh, really busy you know I, I had to park around in one of, behind one of the stands because I couldn't get in the other place uh, and, I, and I expected to be busy but I thought as I come back out at eight o'clock mm-hmm. and there was a now pour of emotion there was people sat in the, the just the entrance just individuals crying and, and it's really hit everyone badly uh, and I think that's because of what he brought as a person and, and obviously um these achievements to the club and it'd be sadly missed you know you've got to think about FO and the boys and the grandchildren and all that and it's a shame because he, he, he worked throughout the course of his career mm. and he gave a lot to football uh, and then his retirement would have been great if he gave some, some more years uh, and thoughts he's been taken too soon I have to say on a purely personal opinion I think a statue is the only appropriate tribute to pay to Walter Smith John Gregg is enshrined in the form of a statue outside the ground and that's his entitlement greatest ever Rangers player for Walter, what he did for Rangers and for what he meant to supporters, I think the statue is the only appropriate tribute. Yeah, I guess we'll find out um, in, in due course. It's funny you say that. I w- was down there on the day and, and people were starting to appear in, yeah. in dribs and drabs and put scarves and flowers and flags, tops, whatever it was. Weather was horrendous, obviously. Of course. And then I, I haven't been back and drove past today just to get here because I'm now rerouted because <laughs> of all the road closures. Um and it was, you know, it was incredible. The, the, the amount of stuff there at both gates. Um, I, I think that speaks volumes. You know, when you've seen kind of people losing their life, they, you tend to get it to one end gone. But the the magnitude and what it meant to people, uh, obviously, they're doing that. And I think in both occasions, you'll get an incredible mm. turnout. 
Uh, right, 01419511025. Let's take another call. David is from Colsaith. He is a Celtic fan. How would you sum up your feelings after the weekend, David? Um, I'm not. I'm not too concerned yet. I mean, everybody's all sort of getting excited about um, how Celtic never managed to beat Livingston at the weekend. But I mean, every Livingston have every every right to come to Celtic Park and learn what they might um, expect as a good result with a draw. What I'm more concerned about is that Celtic didn't have the guile to to think up another plan, to maybe pull them out a wee bit or um, sort of let them have the ball for a wee minute and see if they could think of something else. It was just, it was very staid, guileless, sideways passes and stuff, and then they're saying um, a, lot of, a lot of sort of responsibility was put in a couple of players at the end of the match when it's all done and dusted. I mean, Celtic must have been nervous at the end of that game. I mean, I would not like to take that penalty. And the keeper also has every right to save it. I'm just thinking that um, Celtic almost made made their own bed mm. on Saturday. That's why I think, David, Antipostokoglu picked the wrong team to begin with. I think before you allow Livy to get comfortable with their system, and as you've rightly said, they're perfectly entitled to line up that way, that what Celtic need or want is not their affair. Before you allow them to get comfortable in their system, I think if Kyogo and... Uh, uh, Mikey Johnson had been busy about them. Uh, it might have might have knocked them out of the stride. Uh, but for me, he started minus those two players and therefore did not start with the strongest possible team that was available to him. And for me, that was a mistake. And the longer the game went on, the more the Livy players were comfortable within their system, worked hard within their system... Uh, and then by the time you do make the changes mm. They're really bedded in The beauty of it is Alex We, we know the way it panned out And, and therefore I, I or anyone else couldn't really argue with you You know something went wrong Celtic should be sure. able should be able to beat Livingston at home um, However how, how, how are you supposed to operate this then? So if, if Hugh gets his hypothetical way Celtic or Rangers or anyone else they, they can't just keep playing their absolute strongest team Every single week It, it just simply doesn't happen yeah. You sign a guy for a couple of million pounds Who's the top scorer in the Dutch league And all the rest of it um, At it, it, times you're just going to need to do that And find ways or you sure. know No listen I, I said at the, at the start of Saturday's show That I felt as if it was good management Because what he was doing is He was managing Kyogo mm. Because it's extremely difficult And, and uh, an example of that Gordon is he has been playing Rogic uh, more than he has played in, in recent times. He has been playing Starfelt and now both of them have a, a hamstring issue. So what that says to me is that their, their muscles are tired, they're picking up injuries and he obviously felt that but he had enough in the locker now. Obviously hindsight, me and Hugh stand here, we can go, mm. ah, he's got the team wrong. But they should have found a way yeah. to actually beat uh, Livingston at the weekend. I mean, but, but see what he makes his, his point there, what the caller makes his point there in terms of Trying to allow them to get up the park, they only threw a couple of bodies at it. So at, n- at no point were they actually they exposed. Even have wanted to. Yeah. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. So I think that's when you go back to Livingston and says the game plan worked a well. For I mean, Hugh Furuhashi and Mikey Johnson. By the time you take into account time added on, had almost forty minutes on the pitch. Now I I, I get the point about the penalty and th- that one chance at the end, but they got forty minutes on the pitch. Did, did yeah. Celtic look drastically more likely to score in that forty minutes than they had in the, in the previous? Not at all. 
So no. for me, what difference would that have made then? Well, see, my, my basic point is that start with Kyogo and start with Mikey Johnson. If they are not getting anywhere, then of course, mm. Giacomacus, James Forrest, then anybody you like. But again, having exhausted that argument, it all comes down to the last five minutes where you get a gift. It is a penalty. It is unquestionably a penalty. It's also a gift because you haven't actually deserved to get the gift, but you got it anyway. And then to look the gift horse in the mouth is incredible. And then to miss an even bigger sitter, uh, maybe maybe fate decreed mm. that Celtic were not to beat Livingston on Saturday because it looked as if they could have played until next Thursday and not scored. Yeah. I mean... David, on on one hand, you wonder if that if you are Ross County or you're Dundee or you're St Johnston, you will look at Livingston's performance at the weekend and say, "Well, that's what we need to do. Let's go and replicate that exactly," because that gives you a good chance of stifling Celtic uh, and getting away with a point. But maybe it's not that easy to do. Maybe other teams can't do that as effectively as as Livingston did. Do you think you'll? Come up uh, you, Do you think you'll struggle Against that in the future Or was it just that Livy were particularly good at it Particularly good at it And I don't think It's any secret That these these teams Have every right And will come to Celtic Park And play like that I'm just hoping For a wee bit of them it's, I mean it's not a surprise Can't they Like do yeah. a wee bit of Something different In training Maybe like Okay they're going to play Like that Tease them into Coming out a wee bit More for the ball Give them a chance To come up And then um, do the counter attack on them? Yeah, they I like mean, Italy. Italy have, um, I mean, look at Italy's success for years. And they were never a, an attacking, really exciting football team. But how many World Cups have they won by allowing other teams to come on to them as well? I mean, there's no, no, there's no doubt in their skill, uh, like Celtic have. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult, though, Alex, isn't it? Because obviously, lo- David's right. Loads of good teams can be defensive. Yeah, I'm not sure we see many with 15 percent possession. So yeah. Can you invite Livy out? And there was clearly no space to play through them, so that's why Celtic put more crosses than usual into the box. I played right but then that hands. didn't work. No, they tried everything on. I thought it, as I said at the weekend, Gordon. I thought they missed Rogic really badly. You know, he can probe, he can skip past people, and when you skip past people, things start to open up, and that's when you can do a little give and goes at the edge of the box. And I just thought he missed his craft. Uh, you know, there was speculation when he got injured. The big Ange was looking to maybe add in that type of area A similar type player Because if Rogic has to come out They need someone to step into that position It's an astonishing fact of life That Celtic find it inordinately difficult to beat Livingston They've yeah. four wins in the last yeah. 12 games against Livingston I mean, Martin O'Neill Ed Martin O'Neill um, Brendan Rodgers could struggle against Livingston Neil Lennon struggled against Livingston And on Saturday, you know you really did feel that they could go on all day and never score and that's why the award of the penalty you thought subconsciously wow mm, yeah. what a lucky break they've just got there and they missed it um, thank you to David let's bring in Danny who's a Celtic fan what did you make of it Danny what's your main point tonight hello hi hi um, thanks for taking my call lads uh, I was just wanting to uh, ask a panel uh, there are a few Again, I was listening to the lads there and uh, talking about the Celtic game at the weekend there. Mm-hmm. I was just wanting to ask the panel what their view is on the Celtic penalty. Um, if you look at the penalty, the Livingston goalie is clearly a yard to a yard and a half after the line before Giamarcus has actually struck the ball. Now, on Wednesday, Murrowell, well, against Murrowell, they were made retake a penalty because the goalie 
was his actual heel was almost touching line or just half it. So I just wanted to ask the panel what their uh, take on that was. Yeah, but you take it away. No, have you not? Uh, have you seen it though? Well, or he, you? But, but he, you know, Danny's talking about a yard and a half. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was that. Um... I mean, I think that's wishful thinking. Um, you know, I, I couldn't swear to it that he didn't have both feet off the line. I could not swear that he did have both feet on the line. Uh, my my view tends to be that Giacomacus had the chance. His penalty was lazy and feeble. I mean, Alex. Yeah. This comes in. in the timing of this is important. Danny's referenced it. Danny's tapped into one of my favourite subjects over the last couple of days. Th- that is what this does. We probably don't really talk about it, but all of a sudden, these things are apparently getting given, even when it's it, not clear. You know, if, if Liam Kelly is is on the line, I think most people think he is. Um, maybe, and and if he's not, my goodness, it's extremely close. So it's now it's flagged that up in people's minds. It was the same referee, by the yeah. way, um, and I think that was clearly where a lot of the the Frustration came from on Wednesday because all right is that is that is that it now? (laughs) Are we going to start giving them all the time? Yeah. Um, What do you think of this one? I think he's obviously tried to come off his line on whether it's a was it a yard and a half that Danny said. I'm not quite sure it was that distance, but listen, I think most goalkeepers will try and push their way forward towards the ball, and by doing that, you're making the angle uh, shorter. You know, you're getting closer to the ball and making yourself bigger. Uh, But again, it was a. You actually have to look at the execution from Yakimatis. It was really tepid. You know, uh, I think he could have actually walked along the line and just kind of controlled it. It was that it was that poor, and I think that would be the disappointing thing for Yakimatis because it was an opportunity to go up, smash it up, be the hero, and then walk away with the three points and be top of the league. And it's come back to to bite them. You no, know, I think there was probably a couple of if the images I saw. There was two Livingston players and one Celtic players also encroaching. So you're going to get that And it's just Whether the referees mm. And the officials pick up on that I'm not quite Gordon, sure you made the point yourself On Saturday When we looked at it That Strayek Didn't even have to parry the ball away He just caught it mm. I mean that's how yeah. Poor the penalty was I, mean, I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of googling here Because people have already Have been sending me These still images yeah. As well over the weekend Or sorry I've seen them But I, I can't I find one here I can't be 100% sure that the heel is off the line It certainly does kind of look like it But does this this maybe does go back to Wednesday, Hugh You can only really split these hairs when, when you've got VAR Yeah, of course And we don't have it yet No um, but Because see if you do, you look at it straight away and then you can tell While we do not have VAR And while we cannot be 100% certain that the goalkeeper uh, committed an, an infringement or did not commit any infringement, I can't help mm. feel that for Celtic supporters, it's clutching mm. its straws I after mean, a very bad day. At the same time, if he is off the line, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to leave it there until I can be co- you know, completely sure, I can't find it at the moment, if he was off, the quality of the penalty is not actually relevant, is it? No, because, you know I mean? like, no because you're encroaching. So yeah. uh, and uh, again, does that not... Become the linesman's issue Because he's looking yeah, along the line Because so. the referee plays from further out uh, Danny Hugh says it feels like clutching at straws I take it you disagree You know what I'm just going to call to you out there Because I'm a Celtic fan It's an honest fan I don't buy into any of the, the, the mints that goes around The football season's a, 
hell of a whole season. I played professional football. My dad played for Selig. My uncle John McNamee played for Selig. He went to Newcastle. And you okay, my uncle John McNamee. I do. So I'm the one, I'm the one of these people, right? Um, my point is that I've got photos that clearly show before Jack and Marcus strikes the ball, the goalkeeper's closest foot to the line is at least half a yard off and his front leg is a yard off the line. Oh, the front leg, hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're, try, you're looking for that back one uh, to see if it's there. You may well be right, Danny. You may well be right. Thank you very much. That was Danny in Cote Bridge. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Got a full time teaser for you. If we're talking goalkeepers, it would be crazy to end the show without talking about Xander Clark's performance. Oh, so we'll wow, maybe do that soon. Uh, lots of other talking points across the weekend. And uh, just a reminder, no official travel, but Argyle uh, Street in Finiston completely closed in both directions because of a special reception featuring a string of world leaders from COP26 at Kelvin Grove Museum. I assume you've been invited and you're yeah. going to go after. Yeah, yeah, Alex, will you give me a lift up there? After the show. Uh, I don't Since know how you my tax disc. Um, <laughs> you're going to need to get the, the police escort. The roads are closed. Motorways and Clyde Tunnel all looking okay, actually, at the moment. Remember, the Clydeside Expressway is still closed. I told Joe to keep me a seat. Uh, if you're after the most up-to-date travel info, you can find it at Clyde1.com. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Time for Hugh Evans and Alex Ray to team up and go about their business on this full time teaser. If you want to send your question in, if you like the sound of it and you think you could submit a question and catch the pundits out, which generally you can. Um, then the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com So, uh, Mikey Burns has sent this question in But I'm giving a joint shout out here to Stuart McTaggart as well Because Stuart sent a very similar yeah, question in they, they were kind of similar So Mikey and Stuart basically want to know After Fashion Sakala's hat-trick yesterday Can you name the last 10 Rangers players to score a top-flight league hat-trick for Rangers Before D- Fashion Sakala? Yes, Hugh? Um, Morelos? No, actually, never in the league. No. Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller, yes. He's got a couple back, sort of 2010, 2011. I'm going to go for Jelovic. Nikita Jelovic is yes. Starting to notice a little bit of a theme here. Fashion Sakala was against Mullerwell. <laughs> Nikita Jelovic was against Mullerwell. There's another one on this list Arfield. Which is against Motherwell That's the one uh-huh. Scott Arfield oh, Okay we'll leave it there You've got plenty of time And you're making Easy work of that so far So I'll leave that bubbling away And it's full time at Clyde1.com If you want to Submit a question Right there are loads still to get through From the weekend Loads of different games As a Seamless transition From that previous conversation Let's start with Dundee United Losing uh-huh. um, At the weekend Because It was Largely down to Xander Clark Let's be honest How yeah. how good a goalkeeping performance was that On the eve of the Scotland squad being announced tomorrow? Well first of all St Johnston would not have won the game But for Xander Clark uh, They scored a magnificent goal And Alec was right to highlight it At the very start of the programme However He has made the saves That have prevented St Johnston uh, From losing at Tannadice That's allowed If you allow uh, Livingston to line up as he did at Celtic Park Then you also have to allow for a goalkeeper Having a worldy And that's what he had And but for him Dundee United win that match So well, Thomas Courts will be frustrated As a professional He must admire the work of another professional And Xander Clark 
I think has come at just the right time for Stevie Clark mm. to pick him tomorrow for the squad. It'll be interesting, Alex, because yeah. we we need to look after the future of this goalkeeping Situation, area. The, yeah. the present is fine. Craig Gordon again was magnificent at the weekend, although Hearts lost. Um, and if you remember a couple of squads ago, it was Xander Clark and Liam Kelly. That yeah. was the view to the future. Then John McLaughlin came back in, which is understandable, which meant one had to drop out. And I don't know the process because neither of them played, but perhaps uh, Stevie Clark says to Chris Woods, who showed up the best? I don't know. Who do you think is worth keeping in? And it was Liam Kelly that got, got the, the nod. nod last time. So it may well still be Liam Kelly. Um, but Xander Clark at the weekend, fantastic, wasn't he? Gordon, what an incredible performance. Um, it was actually superhuman at times, you know, double saves and just point blank saves. It, it was so impressive, you know. We don't often give goalkeepers that type of praise, but it was just, it was magnificent. And listen, I'm pleased for him because I know how, how hard he works. I knew him as a young boy uh, coming through the ranks and uh, he's had to work the, the, the hard route to get to there. The fact that he's in and around Scotland squad speaks volumes for him as a professional. Managers always say, well, that's what they're there for, goalkeepers. <laughs> and and he, he proved that to be the case on Saturday. The goalkeeper kept his goal intact in a magnificent way. And uh, therefore, Tam Courts would go home and just think, you know what, what can I say? The guy was magnificent. Mm. Uh, another big result was that win for Aberdeen against Hearts. Stephen Glass says his players have shown great mental strength to turn their form around. He says they've earned their rewards from the last three matches. Three teams at the top end of the league. We were told before the week how uh, we're playing against three of the top teams, so we're reminded of it plenty. But I think the, the ability of the players, the quality they've shown, and the, the, the mental toughness, I think, with the pressure that was on them, I suppose, to, to come through that, I'm, I'm delighted for them. You've, you've got to front it up, you've got to keep doing your work and hope it turns. And I think, I think it looks at the moment like things have turned. Uh, the players are continuing to work hard. And I'm delighted that the players are getting the rewards for their work because a lot of times the work they go in, they, they put in, goes unseen. Uh, but when you see people like Dylan and Dean, who have not played a, a hell of a lot, to put in performance like that on Wednesday and then follow up on the Saturday. Disappointing first half performance, but again, the, the attitude to come back from that and, and recover was brilliant. Difference a couple of weeks makes you. Oh, wow. You know, they're on the same points as Hibs now, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, and you would say that, uh, you know, Hibs have had a good season up until the, the last couple of weeks where they've come apart. Uh, so they're now up to sixth in the league table, Aberdeen. Uh, I would expect them to continue climbing As I say The weekend was great for Rangers And even more so because Team 2, Team 3, Team 4 All failed to win their matches Now they have to pick up And now the league has to show That it's not starting to be uh, Rangers to claim early on once again So I expect Aberdeen to join the chasing pack Because They've had their critical run. The fans called for the manager to go. There's no point denying it. They, when they lost it in Dundee, they wanted the manager out that night at Dens Park. But he's held his nerve and the team have held theirs. Big week, Gordon. It's been a massive yeah. week for them because he's right. It's Hibs, uh, Rangers and then Hearts at the weekend. And uh, Because when you look at the previous 10 games before that three-game run, mm-hmm. You know, two wins in 13 doesn't look great But the actual turnaround of performances Against big teams in the league Most certainly galvanise them 
Yeah, bunches everything up, doesn't it? I think got your boys next as well. Nine points between third and tenth. Yeah, that's right. Oh. It's looking uh, looking nice and tight. And they are uh, right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Stephen, who's a Rangers fan from Cranhill. Hi, Stephen. Hi, hi. How you doing? How you doing, guys? Good. good thanks, Stephen. What's I'm, on I'm your mind? Cranhill anyway. I'm I'm Knightswood now. I've moved. Ah, oh, oh, formerly ah. of Cranhill. Right. Okay, Stephen. Oh, nice to be in shock. Stephen and Knightswood. Social, social climber. Uh, what did you make of your team <laughs> yesterday then? Absolutely outstanding. Great team performance from start to finish. Part of the be bit of a defensive error, but that's that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought really thought was is Stephen Davis. The guy's just a machine. He's like if there was a Rolls Royce, the football, it's Stephen Davis. I just wonder what I know what you think about that guys. Well, Alec hasn't shut up about him since we get in here tonight. Uh, he's always been a talent, always. Um, and now, enjoy him well you may, because as Alec said, you know, you don't last forever. He might have to be used sparingly, and he's got Stephen Gerrard there to assess that. Uh, you're, you, you know, the comparison with the Rolls Royce is allowable, because he, he just purrs like a machine. You know, you know the thing about it, Gordon. Uh, he's got twenty-one games under his belt. He continuously plays for Northern Ireland. He travels all over the place, um, and what is he? One hundred and thirty. Is it one hundred and thirty caps for Northern Ireland? It's an incredible return. So, I think Stephen uh, Davis uh, will continue to do what he's doing this season, uh, and I think uh, Stephen Gerrard will be mindful of him because mm. you can't continuously yeah. go to the well. William does the emergence of John Lundstrom now? I accept he. Maybe didn't cover himself in glory against Aberdeen, uh, but then you know sure. Conor Goldson gave yeah, him the pass on all the rest of it. We were we were through that last week. Um, he took a little bit of time to get going, but there was a little period there, Alex, in between where it looked yeah. like Rangers could rest Stephen Davis and, and, and yeah. could play John Lundstrom. So is that important that they yeah. don't have to go every single? Yeah, well, I think week. I think you've got options, Gordon, because it looks as if uh, Scotty Arfield has come out of left field as well. Mm. You know, I think he spoke about uh, he had one or two niggles during the summer. Uh, so it's good to see Scotty back playing as well Because he gives you something different He goes from middle to front And then you can rely on Lundstrom Or um, Kamara can be the, the sitter But they've got so much options in the middle of the park Because Aribo can go back in there as well Hadji's been known to be playing a little bit deeper at times So they're just uh, very fortunate That they've got so many international players in the middle of the park I mean Stephen there was obviously a series of results Which could have seen Rangers not top of the league as we stand here tonight Yet they're four points clear um, The series of results went Rangers way How important do you think that could be? It, it could be important But As you say We're only a few games into the season We've still got another We've still played each other another three times at least mm-hmm. Every team So Let's see what happens And if Rangers keep playing the way they were playing yesterday I think we'll squish it Plain and simple Because Yesterday we were back to like our old Rangers See like for last season we were pushing the ball Pressing, pressing Looking at the other team time on the ball Just getting on it, on it Far the wee glitch I thought, I thought we were outstanding This is why yesterday. This is why I love Monday nights <laughs> Smash and Scoosh Have been the two words of the night With the Celtics both are on earlier Who said he can guarantee Guarantee That Celtic will smash Rangers when they play at New Year And now Stephen is on to say Rangers will scoosh it So smash or scoosh The choice is yours A lot of football to be played Alex yes. I think what 
what the weekend taught us is I mean, look at that run Celtic have been on. Absolutely. You've, yeah. got, you've got to be honest here. There's no point in in pretending that, that, that you saw that coming on the back of people said, Oh, they need to go to Petodre, Easter Road, yeah. Fir Park, oh, St Johnson Home. Who thought Celtic would win every one of them and the European game and then drop points against Livingston? So it's easy right now, Alex, to say, yep. okay, look at the run between here and the next time Celtic play Rangers. And if you were forced, you would say on paper, Rangers have got the tougher run Absolutely. in terms of the away games. games. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if Celtic, if Celtic are going to Easter Road and Petodre and winning, but dropping points at home to Livy, then what does also, that mean? Also drop points at home to Dundee United. You know, the, the, they've had a... Before Dundee United really took mm. off under Tam yeah. Courts. So, you know, that, and also, they've taken one point from six against Livingston this season. They lost in West Lothian and they've drawn at home. So, you, you don't win a league mm. like that. God, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've got a feeling that there's teams out there now think they can actually get something off the off yeah. off them. You know, obviously, Celtic are in transition. They had that poor start. The fact a, a purple patch there uh, obviously come. Come off it at the weekend there and drop two points, but you're looking at teams coming to Ibrox as well on the back of again yeah. back of last year. But what the Hearts, absolutely uh, Aberdeen as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think there'll be points dropped along the way. The one thing, the one stat that jumps out to me is the one defeat in fifty for Rangers. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a long old hold up. Thank you, Stephen. Right, we're looking for the. 10 players who scored a Rangers league hat-trick in the top flight that's the key yes. um, before Fashion Sakala Defoe Arfield Yelovich and Miller I think Chris, Chris Boyd uh, <laughs> well you see Chris I'll yeah I've kind of lost track of how many times he's on the list he scored 5 in one of them didn't he against Dundee United I think Stevie, there was one against Stevie Hampton so, no Lafferty Kyle Lafferty is I've got this split over a few sheets of paper tonight The printer's done me an absolute disservice Yes, we've got a couple more to get We will get them and even more of the weekend's talking points next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the home straight with Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray We're going to speak to Brian very soon as well We need to tie up this teaser though um, We're looking for the previous 10 Rangers top flight Hat-trick scorers um, Before Fashion Sakala Defoe Arfield Lafferty Yelovich What else have you got Back So far uh, Miller and Boyd You want to throw Novo in uh-huh. Don't bother oh. oh just as well I never took that shoe uh, Who was Darsville No um, Loving Krantz Yes oh. See I wasn't sure We were going back that okay. far Okay Three to get Oof any more for any more? At that time, I'm trying to think. Jonathan yeah, Johansson. Johan- Ferguson. Ferguson, yes. Johansson, no. All right, so what have we got? Two to get. We'll Is leave it there. A team. And we'll get them before the end. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan, and see what he has to say after the weekend. Brian? Hi, I just actually watched the highlights of the Celtic game just about half an hour ago, mm-hmm. and I was pretty, as much as I wanted a victory, I was quite disgusted at the way Kyoto actually went down for that penalty. And it's it's actually quite embarrassing to watch. And I played amateur Years. And if that happened in an amateur game, people just laugh at me. Another point I'd like to make as well, I mean, do you penalties? I don't know why that was changed as well, but mm. I feel like upset for Yoto and the line's not great Brian I'm struggling to hear you I did definitely hear the first part though Even though Brian's a Celtic fan 
He's not happy with the way Kyogo went down Now you two covered this at the weekend yeah. Alex I believe you called it embarrassing yeah. So much so that it was in one of the newspapers today I saw they, they lifted your quote They're so always stealing things off his Um I don't mind that And uh, Hugh you described it as He went down like an actor in a spaghetti western Yes Slow motion If, um, you, if you go back and watch the good, the bad and the ugly with Clint Eastwood uh, You'll find out that they all go backwards in slow motion And that's the way uh, Kyogo approached it He was... Struck on the back of the head Therefore Red card Penalty Were fine up until that bit mm. But he then milked The moment for me Yeah there's kind of two Two questions to ask mm. yourself Alex The obvious one is Was it a penalty? And I think yes. you both think Quite clearly Because slapping someone In the back of the head In the box is A wee bit daft And the second one is our, You know sort of on, I guess it's more of a personal question are, are you happy with the way Hyogo went down And you two clearly are not No as I said at the weekend Gordon I thought it was embarrassing I went down in instalments uh, And there's no need for it Because clearly Even if he just uh, kind of went forward uh, Even went to try and hold the front of his face Which I thought As I said at the time I thought it was embarrassing I think when he looks back And obviously the caller yeah. thinks that as well Listen we're all everyone's trying to get an advantage, but that was a wee bit too much. You for know, me. I've also read on social media people saying, "Ah, he lifted his hands first, Kyogo," but that's nonsense. You know, the, 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 there's a bit of pushing and shoving going on. It is the act of striking Kyogo in the back of the head that creates mm. the red card and the award of the penalty. But he milked the moment, and he's taken plenty of dunts since he got here. But on that occasion, he milked the moment. Unnecessarily Because the referee Was giving a penalty Anyway Yeah I think I think um, When you strike someone From the neck upwards Gordon Then you're running a risk And also downstairs You know We've seen Ooh, that right, Yeah okay. well, We've seen that You remember somebody Gave someone a flick and Yeah uh, you're right I mean the, the, We shouldn't really need to Pour over it In this level of detail Every no, time But yeah you're right Viol- the Violent conduct Sort of thing um, It's we're, we're just trying to clarify well, For somebody you know, you're right, right, you, No you're right No absolutely yeah. When you, yeah, When it's anything to the the head or the the sort of face area, it it kind of requires a bit less force for it to to be to be deemed an offence. So when when Kyogo puts his hands on Obelai's sort of stomach, I've no issue with that. It's, it's very, like it's, it's very unlikely yeah. to, to lead to anything. Let's be honest. No, no I didn't see anything wrong. But listen, the thing is, how many times do we see people wee bit of pushy yeah. on there? It's just when he. Uh, kind of hits him in the back of the head at, at that particular time. I think the shoe said there. You're you're looking around and think, my God, he's just handed. A great opportunity to Celtic yeah. And obviously cost his team Coming up so down to 10 men I remember David Martindale's response to it Which we played David Martindale And he may, by the way He may well revisit it And then go on to contradict us But David Martindale Didn't seem too bothered About the way Kyogo goes down More why, From his perspective yeah. Why would you do that? Why yeah. would you take the chance? I, I mean he but could, both can be true at once of course Yeah of course it, it, it was the moment that Could have won Should have won Celtic the game um, whether you are offended or find it laughable the way Kyogo went down, uh, the the fact is that the penalty was mm. a perfectly legitimate award, and Giacomakis made a mess of it. Did you see that result coming, Brian? After the good run Celtic had been on, I, I didn't at all. I thought obviously Livingston up the way on the Astrotar pitch, and it's like quite hard to win there. But I didn't see this coming, and it's like a fair challenge as well. Played against Alex Ray in a number of times in bounce games when he was at Falkirk. Might not care to remember this, but it used to be <laughs> White Old School and hockey pitch. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, the good old days. That was at uh, the Red Ash. I love that, Brian. I love it. It's a wee tiny pitch. But another point I'd like to make as well is I don't I don't know why we changed the penalty taker from Juranovic. Two great penalties as well. 
And I think obviously maybe he's trying to get your man's confidence up the gate, boy. But just didn't he want? You've got to go with your tried and tested penalty scorers. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens the next the, the next time. Um, yeah, and, and that will be one to watch with interest because Juranovic just looks so confident. Yeah. But ultimately, whatever the process was, and we didn't get that level of detail with Ange Postacoglu, how the decision was made, but it was made. And Jakimakis was on the penalties. If you remember the St. Johnston penalty that Juranovic scores, Jakimakis wasn't on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I thought, that point. I thought yeah, Ange Postacoglu sounded like a man after the game who thought, I've got this wrong today, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, the, the, the beauty of that hindsight. Of course, you've of course got it wrong if it misses, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, thank you to Brian. Before we go, what about quickly James McPeak? Big win for Dundee. Massive. Hammered 5 oh, yeah. 0 um, in the previous game yeah. and then back to winning ways. How it's one performance though. and it's one, one win. But look, off the back of the other night, I think it's a massive. A massive performance from us, and that's what got us a result. Was the performance, the attitude, the desire to. What Charlie says in the press, I thought he hit the nail in the head to, to do the hard yards. The players deserve all the credit today. How good will it be on Sunday? Celtic go to Dens Park. Uh, prior to that, they'll have Ferenc Varos, but they have to bounce back in terms of domestic football, and uh, there'll be a huge crowd. Big, big Celtic support at Dens Park, big Den, uh, Dundee support. Looking forward to that one already. Big three points, Gordon, because points, it, it? yeah, absolutely, it uh, brings Livingston, St Johnson all back into play as well, and they'll be looking to try and kick on. It's been a bit of a slow burner for uh, James McPake this season. And football just does that. Either it's a nice surprise, or it bites you in the backside. You know, St Mirren were feeling that they'd played really well at Fir Park, and a draw was the least they deserved, yeah. and they would have fancied going and kicking on. Then it just doesn't happen it's There's a lot of teams out there That'll feel they can go uh, To many clubs And get a, a victory mm. uh, Right okay Let's pretty much leave it there You've got two more to get On this teaser Hat-trick scorers For Rangers in the top flight I've got two names But I'm not sure uh, Avalazzi Nope uh, Sonny Aloko Yes uh, St Johnson Was that the last day Of the 11-12 season I think it was I think I was there working With Jim Duffy There we go How good's that the for Duffy, memory yeah, Someone yeah. will tell me That's not true But anyway So we're on to the last one And I think it was the same day as Aguero. Remember that famous moment? Oh, yes, road. I was in Spain. I think that day. was the same day. Anyway, you can all sleep well tonight looking <laughs> that one up. One right. more. It what, was against yeah. Hamilton and it was in the 2017 18 season. 17 18, um, Hamilton. Oh. Plays in the English Championship at the moment. Wag- the Waggy. Jump, um, or did they drop into League One actually? Yeah, I think Joey Gardner. No. Wycon. Windass. Windus, Josh oh, Windus. Oh, stop it. Uh, there we go. Thank you, Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray. Thank you for all your calls. Just remember, really busy, significant time for Glasgow at the moment. So, Gale Street and Finiston completely shut both directions. There's a special reception for the world leaders at Kelvin Grove Museum. The motorways in the Clyde Tunnel all okay at the moment. Um, Clydeside Expressway closed. If you want more info, go to Clyde1.com. We are back tomorrow with. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna, uh, which should be a good one. So make sure you join us then. And Johnny Campbell is up next. <laughs>